This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning a Business and Life podcast, where business leaders share their insights. It is six questions in seven minutes because successful business leaders are busy and rarely have more time to spare. So let's get to it. Question number one in a few sentences. Please tell me who you are and what you do. Well, thanks very much. My name is Mark Sangster. I'm a cybersecurity author and industry security strategist, which means I work with business leaders to help them understand the cybercrime risks that they face and how they can protect their business. I help well, them understand how the criminals work and how to navigate the industry obligations and then build a plan to uh, maintain resiliency across their organization. Well, Mark, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, and I think a lot of us uh, are going to be quite interested in what you have to share, given uh, all the cybersecurity issues that are going on. Question number two, what is something that makes you smile and or laugh about working in your industry? <laughs> so this is kind of double-ended. I think the first is, you know, frankly, the genius and the ingenuity uh, of the criminals, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. unfortunately, their, their tactics, the campaigns they use, the email lures, they're exceptionally clever, right? It's not the mm -hmm. sort of the Nigerian prince or the, the fake streaming emails that we see. You know, I've worked in, and had to battle against ones that pose as graduate students so that they can befriend uh, and then victimize, you know, professionals like lawyers and doctors and engineers and so on. Um, mm. And, you know, but counter to that, really, what I also see, it's the aha or the oh crap, or for those of you who wish to insert their own expletive here, uh, that moment where the client understands what they're facing. And I know that's the epiphany that I'm looking for, because now we can start to talk about how they go about protecting their business. Mm, that's really insightful. And I, I, I totally related to it as well, because I, I wouldn't have even thought of a graduate student, but I have had a few reach out to me on LinkedIn and, and I kind of was suspicious about it and rightfully so. So uh, that's a great, great thing to share. Question number three, I have a fictitious book with all the answers for business. What chapter would you think most companies should read? You know, I think the, uh, the the chapter that I would focus on is how you communicate with the various facets of your business. And in most mm -hmm. cases, there's an expertise that's in there, right? That's within the mm -hmm. fold of what you do every day. The problem is we often speak different languages, right? We use different jargon or different vernaculars. And because of that, I might come at you with dollars and cents, and they're coming at you with ones and zeros. And, and often I see that's where we fall down because we've got great talent. We just can't figure out how to align them. Mm, I love that insight. It's true. It really is. I mean, and it's it, it it sounds to me like if you can align them and communicate the correct expectations, I think you're on the right road uh, to success. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, yep. plan, execute and measure. Yep, absolutely. Those are classic uh, um, business 101. <laughs> Question number four, other than the generic work harder, have a great attitude and care for customers. What advice would you give to other business leaders? You know, I think the, the big thing for me is that don't assume that you're the smartest person in the room, right? I work with all sorts of professionals, you know, like lawyers and doctors and engineers and owner practitioners of very successful businesses, right? They're smart, they're well-educated, mm -hmm. and they've got the results to prove it. But they often assume that that success and that capability translates to every situation that they face. And it frankly doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes being that leader means being a follower, and so, you know, it's not about deferring to the most senior person. And I see that all the time or the loudest voice because they don't always have the skills or the insights to make the informed uh, decisions that they have to make, right? Mm -hmm. In other cases, I see where people are motivated by the wrong things. That's not to say they're out to cause malfeasance with the company. It's more that perhaps they're, they're driving from fear, right? They feel they have to be right all the time. 
or they need to look like the hero, or they have to look like they're informed and smart and have an answer when perhaps uh, that's a good question. I need to take that back and think about it a bit would be the right approach. And this really uh, culminates in moments of crisis. And that's where we see this. And that's where leaders really need to listen rather than think so that they can collect the right data, even the data they don't like, right? The ones that come from people, you know, that they disagree with or the the uh, the uh, results that they, they don't want to hear, right? You know, we're in trouble here. Well, you know, maybe you need to know that, right? The ship's taking on water so that you can start pumping it out instead of denying it. Um, and we get lost in the jargon, which we sort of touched on, right? So it's really about being a follower, listening, collecting that data. And when you make a decision, talk about, what to do. So what's the outcome? What's the result you want? Not how to do it. Leave the experts to their expertise because they know what to do once you've given them a direction and they'll come up most of the time with a much better plan than you would. Mm-hmm. And it's a couple things come to my mind with that wonderful insight. One is, you know, I've heard it many times before that said that if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> and so it, what Absolutely. you said there. And then the other part is talking about once the decision is it has been made, uh, letting the the experts, the people who are have that capability, run with it, and it's all about trust. Having the trust to delegate that to someone who has the expertise to do it. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen times where leaders have uh, moved to how as well as what. You mm-hmm. know, so they said, "I need you to do this," and by the way, here's how I'd like you to do it. And that may not have been the most efficient or effective way. Right? Mm-hmm. Think about in cases where we have uh, certain experts who may not be in the office. Well, you need to go talk to Professor Pete to get this done because he's the smartest guy in the room when it comes to this topic, but you happen to be sitting on a beach in the Bahamas at the time, and that may cause mm-hmm. massive delays, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you need alter- ulterior approaches, um, and that's where you leave the experts to do their thing. Absolutely. Very insightful. Thank you. Question number five, what other business leader like yourself would you like to acknowledge and invite to be on my podcast? Yeah, Bob Darling, uh, who's a retired Marine uh, Lieutenant Colonel, um, comes to mind. Now, he served in the White House, actually in the president's bunker during the attacks on 9-11. And he took what he saw there, his experiences, his observations, and he's pivoted that into a civilian life where he now provides crisis management, uh, crisis leadership, and crisis communication um, training for senior executives. I've seen him work uh, firsthand. He's inspirational. Wow, he sounds like it. I look forward to uh, talking with him. Thank you for that referral. And our final question, question number six, please tell me about your first job. Yeah, it was uh, working uh, for a university where I was doing things like uh, banding and recording measurements on small birds, things like chickadees and cardinals and blue jays, all the sort of little critters we have in our backyard. (laughs) Um, It was really fun, uh, but it was also really cold because those birds are much easier to find and see during the winter months. So, uh, you know, I got used to sort of freezing, Um, but it gave me a real respect for those those animals, realizing just how intelligent, resourceful they are, um, and a true appreciation for the wilderness in which we live. Mm, I love that too. Yeah, you know, it's amazing what animals can survive in the kind of uh, environment. And you know, that's a perfect example of what you, what you found. So, Mark, thank you so much for being on the show. How can people find you? Uh, this has been a, a real pleasure. So I'm available at uh, mbsangster.com where you can find out more about what I do, how I work with companies, uh, or uh, find a copy of my book, No Safe Harbor. Perfect. This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning a Business in Life podcast. Get hundreds of amazing business insights from previous guest episodes on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. 
Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.